0: When children are homeschooled, it's easy for the world to forget that they exist. In August 2017, 15-year-old Erica Lynn Parsons, who had been homeschooled in North Carolina by her adoptive parents, she was reported missing by her stepbrother, and it soon emerged that she hadn't been seen since 2011. Erica's birth mother is now calling for an Erica's law that would provide greater oversight for those being homeschooled. Right now, there's remarkably little. In 10 states in the United States, homeschooling is completely unregulated. And in 15 more, parents only have to notify their school district that their kids will be learning at home. There are no minimum educational standards for teachers, no curriculum review, no testing or monitoring to make sure that any education is taking place at all. No one is checking if these kids are okay, allowing some parents to hide their crimes, sometimes fatally. Homeschooling horrors this week are mysteriously listed. Number 6. Trinity Jones Trinity was born in January 2010 to parents Tarquista Graham and Antonio Jones. Graham and Antonio's relationship was over before little Trinity was born, and Graham was given full custody of their daughter, Trinity was only a year old when child services began receiving reports of abuse against the little girl. However, all allegations were deemed unfounded and no further action was taken. Graeme was sentenced to a probation violation and given a two-year sentence. But by December 2017, she was released and given custody back of Trinity. Around this time, Graeme began dating a meal hunt. A real classy guy with a previous criminal conviction of torture and felony child abuse. May 2018, the new family would move out of a relative's home where they were living at the time, and instead they thought it was a better idea to live in hotels and cars with a seven-year-old. The couple pulled Trinity out of school to homeschool her, and kept her isolated from family and friends, the same family and friends who called child services for help, but no one ever did. Graham and Hunt starved and beat Trinity. At the time of her death, there was no space on her body that wasn't scarred, bruised, and marked. Trinity also had a foot injury that would have made wearing shoes very painful. And not long before her death, Trinity experienced a head injury that caused her eyes to swell and made her lethargic. February 28, 2019. Nine-year-old Trinity stopped breathing as a result of blunt force trauma and neglect. However, Graham and Hunt did not seek medical attention for her. Instead, they placed her emaciated body in a duffel bag and dumped her in a wooded area. Trinity's body was discovered by workers on March 5th. Due to decomposition, it would be another week before she would be formally identified. In April 2022, Tarquista Graham and Emil Hunt were both sentenced to death for the abuse and murder of Trinity Jones. Number five, Kendrick Lee. Nine year old Kendrick Lee and his three brothers grew up under the care of their mother, Gloria Williams, in Houston, Texas. The family were intermittently homeless during Kendrick's entire life, spending time in homeless shelters. Kendrick and one of his brothers were autistic, and because of this, Williams received government aid of $2,000 a month. In 2015, the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services, or DFPS as I'll refer to them from here on through. The DFPS were first notified of abuse in the family in 2015, when residents of the homeless shelter overheard Williams cursing and slapping her children who were screaming. The DFPS recorded eight further reports of physical abuse, neglect, and sexual abuse towards William's children by one of her boyfriends at the time. In early 2020, William started a relationship with Brian Coulter, who moved in with the family pretty much straight away. Coulter joined in on the abuse against the boys. Kendrick's older brother would later tell police that Coulter would lock himself in the bedroom with the younger boys, and punched them, wearing a square diamond ring with sharp points. In May 2020, Kendrick and his brothers were removed from school and they never returned. There has never been any evidence that while the boys were being homeschooled, that any education took place. On or around December 2020, two of Kendrick's brothers witnessed Coulter beating Kendrick until his eyes turned black and he stopped moving. Coulter then left the body in the back bedroom, covered it with a blanket, and warned Williams not to call authorities. Williams knew that Kendrick was dead, but chose not to report his death. Williams and Coulter stayed at the apartment with the three surviving children and Kendrick's corpse until March 2021. This was when the adults moved to an apartment around 15 minutes away and left the boys alone. The apartment had no furniture or bedding and it was infested with roaches, flies and other bugs. Kendrick's corpse remained in the bedroom decomposing. This prompted neighbours to report to building management of a dead animal, but this was never investigated. During this time, Williams occasionally brought snacks to the children. Neighbours also provided the children with food. Coulter visited as well to continue the abuse upon the boys. After he severely injured the jaw of the nine-year-old, Williams did not take him for medical treatment and did not give him pain relief. This injury became infected and he will now need reconstructive surgery. October 24, 2021. Kendrick's 15-year-old brother found the strength to call 911 to report that he and his brothers were living with Kendrick's corpse for almost a year. The boys were immediately removed from the apartment and placed into foster care. Coulter was charged with the murder of Kendrick Lee, and Williams was charged with two counts of injury to a child and tampering with evidence referring to her son's corpse. They are currently in jail awaiting trial. Number 4. Ariel Sellers Ariel Sellers was born to Melanie Joseph and Adam Sellers. The youngest of five girls who would then be removed from their parents' custody due to their ongoing drug use. One girl went to live with a family member, while the remaining four girls were fostered by the Kaluas. How this came to be, I will never understand, because Isaac Kalua had several criminal convictions of violent assaults and terrorist threatening. The Kaluas would change Ariel's name to Isabella and formally adopt her. October 2019. The Kalua's delayed seeking treatment after Ariel broke her finger, when, according to the Kalua's, Ariel slammed her hand in the door. January 2020, Ariel was taken to the ER with a broken leg. The Kalua's claiming she did this from falling from a trampoline. Both of these injuries were investigated by child services, who deemed there was no evidence of abuse. For the first year, she lived with the Kalua's, Ariel was enrolled in kindergarten via distance learning because of COVID. But then by the time school was back face-to-face in June 2021, the Kaluas withdrew the enrolment to homeschool the girl. Again, this is according to the Kaluas, but Ariel had a habit of leaving the house at night to sleep in the yard. On September 12, 2021, six-year-old Ariel disappeared from the Kaluas' home. When they reported her missing the next day, they told police they believed that she had wandered off. Police commenced the search for the little girl immediately, with families of her prior classmates helping to look for her. However, the Kalua's were not present for any of the searches. The search suspended a week later, after no evidence of Ariel's whereabouts could be found. Ariel's sisters were removed from the Kalua home and placed into foster care. Ariel Sellers has not been found and the investigation into her disappearance remains active. Number three, Roman Lopez. Around the time of Roman's birth in 2009, his mother, Rochelle Lopez, did a tour of service in Iraq. She returned with physical and mental health challenges as a result of what she experienced there. Because of this, for the first seven years of his life, Roman lived in Wisconsin with his paternal grandmother, Jackie Farrer. Both Rochelle and Jackie would later describe the little boy as funny and goofy and that he loved to dance. The last time Rochelle saw her son was in 2018, after the custody arrangement she had with Roman's father fell apart. Roman was placed into the care of his father, Jordan Piper, and stepmother, Lindsay, in Pennsylvania on March 1, 2018. Lindsay removed Roman from the third grade and started homeschooling him. In reality, this wasn't to spend more time with a nine-year-old, but to hide the abuse on Roman and his stepbrothers, 10-year-old twins Carson and Brock Garvin. In his victim impact statement, Carson bravely told the court, She told people we were homeschooled but we weren't. It was to protect herself from school counsellors and teachers. I believe that if we had gone to school that someone would have had a feeling that something was off and then she would have been reported. Carson and Brock would later tell police their mother coached the children to lie to the authorities about the abuse and threatened even more abuse on them if they didn't participate against the abuse on each other. The family moved often to avoid detection. During this time, Jordan Piper also began grooming and creating pornographic images of a girl who lived in the home with the family. Lindsay whipped Roman with a cord, zip-tied him to the bed by his fingers, and forced him to sleep in the closet without access to the bathroom. She also starved him. At the time of Roman's death, he weighed only 42 pounds, the same weight as the average five-year-old. Lindsay would mix poison into Roman's drinking water, causing him to vomit violently. Around two months before Roman died, the Pipers moved to California, where they rented a home. The abuse came to light in January 2020, when 12-year-old Roman went missing. After an extensive search, his body was found in a storage bin in the basement of the family home. Jordan and Lindsay Piper were arrested February 4, 2021, and charged with child abuse, poisoning, and torture. Jordan was also facing additional charges of sexual exploitation of a child. Unfortunately, Roman's mum, Rochelle, died before she could see justice served for her only child. In July 2022, Lindsay Piper pleaded no contest to murder, and as a part of this, the other charges against her were dropped. She was sentenced to 15 years to life. Jordan Piper remains in jail awaiting his trial. Number 2. Morgan Moore. 17-year-old Morgan Moore was fond of Japanese culture and was excited to travel one day. His sister would later describe Morgan as an artist. According to his sister, Morgan was transgender, but his parents would not accept it. The sibling would later state, quote, I just want my brother to be remembered as an artist and what a good person he was. I want people who are transphobic and not accepting of their children to accept their kids for who they are and love them no matter what. Unquote. According to Morgan's mother, Cynthia Moore, Morgan suffered from multiple sclerosis, diabetes, and symptoms from long COVID. He also had an abscess on his back that was left untreated. At the time of his death in 2022, he was unable to walk or care for himself. In spite of all of this and his worsening condition, Morgan had not seen a doctor in two years. At the time of his death, Morgan and his nine siblings, aged between five and 15 years old, they were all homeschooled by his parents, Cynthia and Dominic Moir, in their home in Montgomery Village in Maryland. However, when the children were later interviewed by police, they were unable to describe what they did for school. Or the children showed signs of developmental delays and had not received medical care in years. The Moors isolated their children from the outside world. The only communication Morgan had with anyone outside the household was through an Xbox console. Neighbours would later report they had no idea that many children lived in the home because they never saw them. According to the police report, the family lived in squalor. The toilets didn't work. The windows were covered with blankets, and animal faeces was scattered throughout the home. May 10, 2022. Morgan choked while trying to swallow apple juice. A sibling called 911 while Cynthia Moore attempted to administer CPR. But by the time paramedics arrived, it was too late. 17-year-old Morgan Moore was deceased. Morgan weighing only 79 pounds at the time of his death. The remaining eight children were removed from the home and placed into foster care. After a year long investigation, police determined Morgan would have lived if he had received medical attention during the months leading up to his death. Cynthia and Dominique Moore are currently awaiting trial for second degree murder and neglect. Number one, Timothy Ferguson. Fifteen-year-old Timothy Ferguson was homeschooled because of his disabilities. He was autistic with speech and motor impairments. Living in the home in Norton Shores, Michigan, was Timothy, his mother Shanda Vander his 20-year-old brother Paul Ferguson, and a seven-year-old brother. In 2012, Oklahoma Child Services did attempt to remove Timothy and his older brother from their parents' custody due to the unlivable conditions where the family resided, However, the boys remained in their custody after they agreed to vacate the property, finally settling in Norton Shores in 2021. Not long after moving there, Timothy's father had a stroke and he went to live with his parents in Florida, not aware of what would soon happen to his teenage son. It seems there was no physical abuse prior to this, but it seems as soon as the father was out of the home, Venter Ark took out her frustrations on Timothy she would order her eldest son Paul to participate in the abuse. Timothy was forced to sleep on a tarp in a closet under the stairs, which would be locked at night with an alarm so Timothy had no access to a bathroom. During the day while she was at work, Venter Ark would monitor the boys via surveillance cameras in the home and instructed Paul to abuse his brother over speakers or text. Vendor Ark and Paul coordinated their work schedule so there was always someone at home to continue the basically non-stop abuse on Timothy. In one text from Vendor Ark to Paul read, "Keep Timothy awake by making sure he's uncomfortable and throw cold water on him." Vender Ark would also tell Paul to leave the lights on to stop Timothy from falling asleep. Paul would also be ordered to give Timothy cold showers, force him to vomit, exercise excessively and have him stand facing the wall for hours. Timothy would also be regularly restrained with zip ties and shackles. Van der Ark also restricted to food and water. The refrigerator door locked with a padlock to prevent Timothy from accessing food. Timothy was only allowed bread or rice with hot sauce. However, if he somehow got into the refrigerator and took other food, he would only be given hot sauce, which he'd be forced fed if he refused to drink it. Venter Ark would taunt Timothy with food only to throw the food away if he tried to eat it, 15-year-old Timothy only weighing 69 pounds at the time of his death, his ribs clearly visible through his skin. In the days before Timothy's death, Venter Ark and Paul would later tell doctors that Timothy was shaking and struggling to walk, but they thought he was acting up for attention. July 5, 2022, Paul found his brother incoherent and unresponsive. After Vander Ark's instructions, Paul subjected Timothy to an ice bath and left him there for nine hours and Then, when it was time to remove Timothy from the bath, Paul dropped Timothy on his head several times. An autopsy determined Timothy died of dehydration, malnourishment, and hypothermia. His body was covered in bruises and marks. The abuse came to light after Vander Ark called nine one one to report finding her son dead. It was Timothy's seven year old brother who spoke up for his brother, telling police of the horrors that occurred within the home. Shenda Vender Ark was charged with murder and first degree child abuse. Paul Ferguson was charged with child abuse in exchange for his testimony against his mother. Their trial is ongoing. What would you like to see mysteriously listed? Do you have a particular theme that interests you? Please search Mysteriously Listed on Facebook. Like the page so you don't miss an episode. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search Mysterious List. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Research, additional writing, hosting and production is by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu.